Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers, to our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. We have talked much about the revitalization of downtown Erie, but important revitalization work is going on in smaller and rural communities of Erie County as well, and that's what we'll be talking about today. My guests are Steve Bishop, who is project coordinator for the Union City Community Foundation, and Chuck Gray, executive director of Impact Quarry. Welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, first, uh, give us a bit of background, each of you, about what you do and your own personal background that led you to what you're doing. Steve, we'll start with you. Well, uh, my title is Project Manager for the Union City Community Foundation. Uh, I'm from Union City originally, although I spent 30 years working in Cory. And I got heavily involved in uh, community development uh, in Cory. And uh, when I retired from my job in Cory, I had the opportunity to kind of shift over to Union City. and and take my background over there to, to help the foundation and the community there. So I've been working with the Community Foundation for about three years now, and it's been very rewarding. And is it kind of a branch of the Erie Community Foundation? The Union City Community Foundation is, is autonomous, as is the Cory Community Foundation, the Northeast Community Foundation, but they're under the umbrella of the, uh, the Erie Community Foundation. Yes. And Chuck, tell us about uh, what you do and your background that got you involved in your current job. I am Executive Director of Impact Corey, and uh, we are a social benefit organization doing community and economic development work in Corey and the surrounding region. We're a community development hub organization, which means we work outward and connect so everyone kind of aligns because that power of leveraging effect can get us so much further. So although Erie County is made up of a lot of small communities that each have their own personalities, I'm sure that they all face similar issues. So can you give us a sense of what those things are that smaller communities are most wrestling with these days? Well, they're very similar to the issues that places like Erie have. I mean, just because we're smaller, uh, you know, there may be a few nuances there, but you know, we've had some population losses over the years. We've had some disinvestment in, in our downtowns and our communities over the decades. Uh, you know, there are issues of, you know, fewer people and businesses trying to pay for the services that a community needs uh, tax-wise. So, you know, really very similar to places like Erie, for example. And Chuck, what can you add to that? Um, I would agree with everything Steve said there. Uh, but add to kind of a, a macro scale, uh, the economics are changing in our nation and uh, the digital economy is coming in and automa <laughs> automation is coming in and this is severely impacting what we do and the jobs available. So we really need to reinvent ourselves and find our place in the coming economy and find our identity again. I think if you travel across America, you see this in so many small communities, their identity was tied to one particular industry or one particular factory. So how has that impacted your communities and what do you have to do about that? Well, you know, finding your identity uh, in these smaller communities is, has always been a challenge. I think for some it's very natural. They have some natural asset or something to capitalize on and, and kind of hang their, their, uh, their coat on that hook. Uh, mm -hmm. But sometimes it's a struggle. Uh, Union City, for example, obviously was a uh, furniture making 
uh, capital for decades, for 100 years. And when that slowly went away, the community was left you know, struggling to find an identity. Uh, you can use that history, obviously, and we do, but uh, that only gets you so far in, in moving into the future. So uh, you know, w we need to kind of reinvent ourselves, as Chuck was alluding to, and uh, you know, use that history, but also you know, where is it going to take us into the future? And, and that's the challenge that we have. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the role of history in revitalizing your communities when we come back. But uh, your thoughts on that? You know, the idea that a community maybe has an identity couched in one or two specific things, and if those don't last, then they're right. kind of left uh, floundering. I'll give an example. Uh, Corey grew up where two rail lines crossed. We became uh, an inland port of, of note. We contributed to our region, uh, but the recessions that started in the late 50s uh, kept hitting, in manufacturers left, interstates took over. Um, so we're looking back to our past and saying, we grew because the speed of business was here. So now we're going to grow again by bringing the speed of business to Cory. We're going all gig fiber network. Um, and we feel it totally connects with our history and we will bring those same prospectors of opportunity back to Corey through the ways we're gonna use this. Interesting, well we will get to the digital piece of things a little bit later on, but when it comes to, we've kind of talked about the common problems, mm -hmm. but when it comes to revitalizing these smaller communities, uh, what common tools or organizational assets does it take? And, and do Corey and Union City have those things? Well, having been working in community development for a while now, I find, at least in my opinion, that there's a bit of a formula to it. Uh, I find three things that are critical to smaller communities to, to have the capacity to do the things that we're talking about here. Uh, one, and I think you need at least two out of these three things. Uh, one is hopefully to have a, uh, a borough or city manager and a borough or city council that see community development as part of their, their job. Uh, because they're, you know, for decades they've been really focused on, on the traditional things like streets and police departments and stormwater separation and those kinds of things. And, and I think that they saw community development as, as we define it as being somebody else's mm -hmm. job. All right, that's it, one. Yeah, so that's one. The, the second is uh, I, I found that you, they, every community needs a nonprofit 501c3. In Cory, it's Impact Cory. In Union City, it's Union City Pride. Uh, you need it's a tool, it's a vehicle to get things done. And that 501c3 designation is critical. Uh, the third thing that is ideal to have is a um, a community foundation uh, because you need resources, you need assets. So we're fortunate. Union City and Cory both have community foundations, and and that provides uh, funding to match grants and and other funding sources. So. Those three things I've found are very important. So along with that, and I'm sure if you want the, the borough to see that as a responsibility and to have this uh, 501c3, maybe a nonprofit, uh, you really do need community buy-in. So do you think mm -hmm. you have buy-in now in Cory and Union City to do these things? Um, I feel we do. Um, I think, too, when things go wrong, a community tends to insulate and uh, try to protect what it has. And I think we're reaching out. Union City and Corey is working together a great deal. 
we're reaching out, we're reaching out to the whole county and uh, you have to be willing to open up to risk and to relationship to solve these issues. Well, both Union City and Cory have focused attention on their downtowns, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. Stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams, so welcome back to The Insider. We are talking about revitalizing smaller communities here in Erie County with my guest, Steve Bishop, Project Manager for the Union City Community Foundation, and Chuck Gray, Executive Director of Impact Quarry. So from Erie, the biggest city in the county, to Union City and Quarry, leaders all seem to say you really need to start by focusing your attention on the core or the downtown. So let's talk about how you've done that uh, in Union City. I had a chance to be out there for a news story this week got some pictures of, uh, of your downtown. So what are you focusing on in downtown Union City? Well, our borough manager, Cindy Wells, has been very proactive. Uh, so she really got things kicked off a few years ago by getting a grant uh, to do a historic preservation plan for the downtown. That really gave us, uh, you know, like a, a plan to follow. We've done kind of the traditional things in the downtown with, uh, with trees, just, just last summer, trees, uh, interpretive panels, historic markers, uh, trying to soften the look of the downtown, a, a new uh, parking, uh, municipal parking lot, a mural, some color. So that's how we've really kind of kicked things off. And we can see those panels and those markers celebrating Union City's history. And you're about to begin this Union City Gateway project that includes tearing down the diner. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and I had a chance to take a look at the diner. It's really not in very good shape. Yeah. And, and it's probably going to cause a little emotional trauma for people. We all have memories of the diner. You know, a lot of us have eaten there over the years. But everybody pretty much recognizes it's time. And uh, so, yes, uh, the, the uh, bid is being awarded uh, very soon. Uh, that will take place. The diner will come down. Uh, we're doing a lot of work on what we call the gateway. It's the first impression, right? So uh, we want to make sure that when people drive into the community, they have a good first impression. We've done a lot of thinking, planning, and uh, finding funding, and, and we're very excited about kicking that off. And I know there are other phases of the project, and I understand that the grant money has been coming through to make this happen. So let's shift over to Corey. What, what has been your emphasis on the downtown there? And it's, it's not just about facades and facelifts, it's about community building too. Yes. Um, guided by our community strategic plan, we actually have an audacious goal of filling every retail space in downtown in the next 10 years. By doing that, we're assisting entrepreneurs. We're building a, a ladder of all the different entrepreneurial levels and giving assistance at each level, tying them into their regional resources. We are developing a project uh, to complete a whole block into uh, apartments, second and third floor. We also are downtown is getting a large-scale park that is going to connect the two sides of our downtown. Currently, it's an existing railroad yard. Now it will become home for a splash pad, ice rink, uh, amenities, and it will be the trailhead for the Erie to Pittsburgh Trail. All right, so we have a little video to support some of the things you're talking about there. But first, let's talk about First Fridays. You, you oh. do bring people together, and how important is that? 
Uh, let me tell you, the DCBA, the Downtown Quarry Business Association, started this, I believe, with three businesses, and this year they're over 20. They put on amazing events, month after month, uh, nine out of the 12 months, and uh, our first Friday is just rock, and it pulls people in uh, from probably, I think, about 90 miles away from our, from our uh, data collection, but these we're trying to get people to invest back in the heart of downtown. Malls, TV, other places have taught us to go out of our home spaces. But First Fridays remind us how cool it is in Cory. All right, so you talked about the rail history of Cory, and you did touch on this uh, Cory Rail Trail project. So mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit more about this. Uh, we will be building uh, nine miles of feeder trails within Cory, connecting all our neighborhoods and our green assets and our downtown and our technology center to the Erie to Pittsburgh Trail. Additional nine miles of Erie to Pittsburgh Trail taking up where it leaves out right outside of town and going south to Spartansburg. And this is for walking and biking? Yep, all those things. And some areas of it are snowmobile, horse, uh, but yeah. Wow. Giving people free recreation and giving safer routes to green spaces. And then you did mention this park and this splash pad project. Uh, what's the timetable on this? Do you have the funding that you need and when will we see this take shape? Currently we have a million dollars in funding for this. Uh, we have another million two that's uh, up for funding and we are very much pursuing this. This is our largest uh, funding project right now that we're working on. So I hope we will start seeing the change next spring. All right. Well, both communities, as we said, are also celebrating their connections to the past. We'll talk about history, and we'll also talk about the importance of connectivity to the digital economy when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. We've been talking about revitalizing smaller communities here in Erie County with my guest, Steve Bishop from the Union City Community Foundation and Chuck Gray, Executive Director of Impact Cory. So as we mentioned earlier, both Union City and Cory have been working to emphasize their historic attributes. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what those are in each of your respective communities and why you think it's important for the current community to make those connections to the past. Well, certainly in Union City, it's, it's been furniture making, and it was for 100 years, and we still have some of those physical assets, so we just don't have those jobs anymore. So, uh, but we want to continue to capitalize on that because that is uh, certainly a, a huge part of our identity. Uh, the question is, how do you do that when that no longer truly exists there? But, you know, we're, we're strategizing ways to do that, uh, uh, to, to be uh, a continued part of our identity in Union City, and proud of our uh, proud history, uh, but as we've talked, uh, you, you, you can't just focus on the past. Uh, how do you use that moving into the future, and what else can you do in your community? So we'll continue to focus on that. And I mean, uh, just, just curious, I mean, we've moved sometimes in the economy to mass production of everything, which is, I'm sure, part of what killed Union City Chair, but what about craftsmen and small businesses? Any chance that furniture making could come back in Cory in a, in, a, in a, or rather in Union City in a way? Well, we certainly wouldn't close the door to that, and, and there's entrepreneurs out there looking for opportunities, certainly. I, I think 
to kind of put this into a nutshell, what our efforts are in community development are to create an environment in our community where entrepreneurs feel like they can be successful. So we want them to look at Core Union City and, and I'm sure these other smaller communities and go, we think we can be successful there because these people are putting a lot of time, effort, resources into this community and we want to be part of that. So when you talk about the Downtown Cory Business Association, when that got started in Cory, that's when I knew we were moving the dial. When that organically happened, I said, okay, all this work we've been doing to create this environment is, is starting to work now. All right, so Chuck, what about uh, the Cory history piece? We are merging our past and our future. We are, we are adopting an aesthetic and a brand of steampunk, which is our architecture, our heyday, and merging it with innovation. So everything you're gonna see in our downtown is going to fit to that purpose. And uh, it's gonna communicate to people what we're doing. We've also adopted a unique and remarkable is what we're seeking to bring to Corey. Uh, so I feel though the biggest part of bringing the history into the present is there's a lot of pride and a lot of commitment tied into that history and celebrating it is very important. So then let's talk about a different type of uh, connectivity for the future. You already talked about better internet access and, and links to the digital economy. So do you have the funding for that? Is that in process? Yes, we have a, a bold commitment to do gig fiber network throughout our city, throughout our school district, and to help surrounding communities do the same. Uh, we've raised over two million and the fiber project throughout the city of Cory is beginning. We are in the process of raising more funds to build out the school districts in both Union City and Cory. Yeah, that never became more important than during COVID when everybody Absolutely. needed to try to do school remotely. And that was challenging here in the city of Erie as well. And 40% of our kids couldn't connect. And the bigger part of it is not just getting the fiber, but doing something with it. Uh, Greg Pike and his family have donated the former Cory Memorial Hospital, and that will be used for the Cory Area Technology Center and Hub which our catch, which will be a traditional technology center, but also pre-K through 12 and workforce development training. So is this a thing that you're connecting um, your two communities with? What about the digital part of the economy for Union City? Yeah, what she said. <laughs> 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 yeah, joking aside, you know, we've really relied on Chuck for this uh, aspect of it because it's a pretty complex arena and it seems like the, it's shifting and changing all the time. And since Chuck really had a head start on this, and Corey, we said, hey, could you include us in what you're doing? Because it didn't make sense for us to be duplicating what Chuck was doing. And, and again, it's a pretty complex arena. So you know, we're, we, we're partnering with her and, and we're really relying on her. So. All right, any other no, development sure. plans in Union City that you want to mention? I'm sorry. What? Any other development plans in Union City for your future that you want to mention? Yeah, so um, we're uh, working right now on uh, the planning for a, what we call the French Creek Trail, which would uh, run along French Creek all the way through the borough. We, we think it can be a really iconic uh, part of the community, and uh, we're looking forward to having that happen. It would be kind of a nature trail, bike hike trail right along French Creek. French Creek is that other asset. You know, we were always looking for what are the assets we can capitalize on, and certainly 
that's a, a big one for Union City. I have to say, when we were getting the shots of downtown uh, Union City this week, I stood on the bridge and just stared at the creek there for a while. It's, yeah. it's really beautiful. Yeah. So, so beautiful. All right, well, for small communities listening to what we're talking about or thinking about revitalization, when we come back, we're going to talk about some good advice to get started. Stay with us. Welcome back. It's all about revitalizing smaller communities today with my guests, Steve Bishop and Chuck Gray. So what does it take to get started? I mean, sometimes communities have experienced such decline and blight, they may not know where to begin. So what do you suggest to get started? Well, for some of the best advice I got was from Erie Insurance to start with a good plan. Uh, we did a stretch to find the funding to bring in the best planner we could. And we're committed to that plan. But the biggest thing about it is our approach is that the community is part of it throughout. And unless we are working together, it's not going to work. And through that process, champions emerged who are basically doing a lot of the work to make each of our priorities happen. And does the plan have to be huge, or do you start with a small plan of something you know you can get accomplished? Yeah, I was going to say at even a more granular level than that, if you're just starting from scratch, get five or six people together that you know have an interest in your community and start talking about it. It's kind of the old you know, journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Uh, you know, start talking about that. And, and then I would suggest if you don't have a nonprofit 501c3, it doesn't take long and it doesn't take a lot of money to, to create one because that's the vehicle to, to get a lot of this work done. So why is it important for, say, county council as a whole or the county executive or other policymakers to really get what the issues are facing smaller communities? Is there a good dialogue there now? Uh, yeah, I think there has been in the past. Uh, Kathy Dahlkemper and even her predecessors, I think, were always looking uh, to say, what can we do for outlying Erie County? And, and I think Brenton Davis, I know, has had the same kind of conversations. And, and so, yeah, it's been a good connection with the county in the past. I think it will continue to be in the future. And we've had dialogues throughout uh, with every organization throughout the county and even in other counties. Uh, I feel the reaching is going in both directions, and that's when it begins to work together. Uh, this is a tough question for the fact that we're almost out of time, but you know, so many of these economic things got the ball rolling right before COVID hit, which really was hard on the economy, and now we have this high inflation. So is the future bright? Can we turn the corner and do all the things you have planned? We got one minute. You got 30, you got 30. <laughs> well, when you've been around as long as I have, you realize all these things are cyclical. So you can't let them get in the way. You just keep plowing through, and you need to keep moving forward. You just keep putting one step in front of the other. And I'm just going to say yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so the future is bright, they say. If people want to get some more information about what you're doing, they just go to your respective websites? ImpactCorey.com. And the Union City Borough's website is very helpful as well. Yeah. All right, Steve and Chuck, thank you so much for being with us. As always, thank you for being with us, too. If you have an idea for us to explore, just email me at eladams at and join us again next time for The Insider. Mm -hmm.